Welcome to the Leadership Window Podcast with Patrick Jinks. Each week, through a social sector lens, Patrick interviews leaders and experts and puts us in touch with trends and tips for leading effectively. Patrick is an LSI certified leadership coach, a member of the Forbes Coaches Council, a best-selling author, award-winning photographer, and professional speaker. And now, here's Patrick. Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode 51 of the Leadership Window. I am Patrick Jinks, certified leadership and strategy coach and president of the Jinx Perspective. Glad you're along today. This is going to be a short episode. It's a solo episode prior to a couple of amazing guest episodes we have coming up over the next several weeks. Tell you about those in just a moment before we get going. And I promise we'll we'll get to the good content here just momentarily. But I want to go ahead and take a moment to thank our key sponsor, Leadership Systems Incorporated, for their support of this program and their support of the Jinx Perspective. Uh, Dr. Jim Smith is a 30-year coach and trainer at the Center for Creative Leadership. He's my coach, my trainer. Uh, LSI is where I got my coaching certification. And uh, these folks are great partners and they teach people how to coach. And it's not just for those that are interested in having a coaching business and doing what I do. It is for leaders inside organizations who want to be better coaches for their team. And it's a powerful process to go through. And they've got a number of different training opportunities and development opportunities for any leader who wants to sharpen your coaching skills. And they are offering pretty significant discounts for listeners of this podcast. So they have an exclusive web page that you can go to to get those exclusive rates. And Mike Wallace at LSI is going to take just a minute and tell you about that partnership. Hey, this is Michael Wallace with Leadership Systems Incorporated. And on behalf of LSI, I want to say thanks for supporting our friend Patrick Jinks and the Leadership Window Podcast. We've been partnering with Patrick for many years, and we are so proud to have him represent us as an LSI certified executive coach. As a mutual friend, we'd like to offer you exclusive rates on some of the same training that Patrick has received over the years, as well as some new experiences that we've been developing. Head over to leadershipsystems.com slash jinx to see the upcoming training events on our calendar and register today to keep learning and growing. Again, that's leadershipsystems.com slash jinx, J-I-N-K-S, for exclusive pricing on LSI's virtual and in-person training events. Thanks a lot. By the way, the rates that they charge even on a regular basis at LSI are nowhere near what you would pay if you went to uh, one of the big box organizations like the Center for Creative Leadership, for example. No slamming on them. They're an elite, amazing organization. Leadership Systems brings you really the same world-class sort of coaching training at a fraction of what you would pay at one of those other centers. So I hope you will check them out if you want to sharpen that skill. And they do all kinds of other things, too, in terms of leadership development with disc assessment and all kinds of other uh, leadership assessments, team building, you name it. So I hope you'll check them out. Um, I did uh, mention earlier, this is a short episode. We have in the coming weeks, our next two guests are lined up and I'm super excited about it. We have Sean Edwards, uh, who is the Chief Inclusive Excellence Officer at the Citadel, one of the military's elite institutions and colleges, and she's coming up. And then we have uh, author and branding expert Natasha Davis, 
who heads up Impact Branding Consulting. And we're going to talk about how branding and leadership are tied together and how this sort of personal branding and and, uh, business and entrepreneur branding that Natasha helps people with very much relate to the nonprofit sector and how the nonprofit sector ought to be thinking about branding in terms of leadership. So we got those things coming up, which is amazing. Um, I also, let me say this and I'll, I'll try to remind you at the end as well. 2021 has been, uh, easily, in fact, just even two months ago, it already qualified as the, the busiest, probably biggest and most successful year for the jinx perspective. I mean, we have had an incredible, year despite uh, a global pandemic and um we're just so honored and humbled and blessed to be able to engage particularly nonprofit leaders and helping them get clarity simplicity and alignment in their work and uh, it's just been an incredible year and the fall this year is is just extremely booked And then it starts to kind of open up a little bit and I am bringing on, I'm opening up some coaching seats. I haven't decided how many yet, but I am opening up some one-on-one executive coaching seats for 2022. And if you are interested in engaging an executive leadership coach to help draw out and elevate your best thinking and help you pursue meaningful aspirations overcome your top challenges, advance yourself as a leader and get to the next level, we would love to work with you. So um, if you, I, I will put on the podcast page on our website podcast page, I'll leave my email address there and um, you can reach out to me there. I will, I will also give it to you here. Just email me at Patrick at jinxperspective.com, Patrick, P-A-T-R-I-C-K, at jinx, J-I-N-K-S, perspective.com, Patrick at jinxperspective.com, if you are interested and want to open up a conversation and we'll figure out how to extend the conversation from there and and talk about it. Uh, No obligations, but if you've never engaged an executive coach before and you think it's time to take your leadership to the next level, um, I coach almost exclusively nonprofit executives, but I don't limit myself to that. In fact, I do a a good bit of uh, corporate coaching through leadership systems. Uh, So uh, just give me a call if you're interested in that. There's, there's really no, um, there's no asset quite like having an executive leadership coach. It is a powerful, powerful process. It's a safe accountability partner. It's a forced pause to take inventory of your leadership and get intentional about overcoming some of your toughest leadership challenges and reaching some of your biggest leadership aspirations. So um, we'll we'll have more to say on that a little bit later and may even do an entire episode on what you could expect from an executive coaching engagement. I don't do, I hardly ever do any kind of selling on this show. I don't want it to be about that. But now's the time to start letting people know that in 2022, I'm going to be looking to do more of the one-on-one executive leadership coaching. So, okay, let me tell you what's on my mind this week for the 
for this episode. It Again, I don't know how long this will take. Could take five minutes, could take 15, I don't know. I just want to kind of put it out there. I was talking this morning with one of my coachees, as a matter of fact, uh, who leads a an amazing nonprofit organization that um, in addition to fund development, like fundraising and grants, they also get some of their revenue in fees for the services that they provide and they bill insurance and um, different things. And so they're, they're kind of like a social enterprise. They're not governmental, but they do receive some funds and some insurance funds to help. And they, they just do amazing work and they do work as a nonprofit that quite frankly would cost a lot more if it were a, a big private institution. And we were talking about the message, the various messages to put out there when you're applying for grants, what kind of grants should you, you know, what should be the the language of your grants if you're just looking really for general operating support? I mean, do you do you tie it to some specific piece of technology or staff person or capital expense? Do you always have to do that? If you're applying for a grant at a foundation that is pretty open in their funding, do you just tell them, hey, we've got a gap of $100,000 and we were applying to you to help us fill it? And so we were talking about that. And then we got to talking about what about donors? You know, can you for just donors in the community, private individuals who might want to give to a nonprofit organization, what's the best way to pitch to them? And and it's, you know, is it do you tell them you're trying to buy a new computer network to update your technology in your office or that you're trying to hire a, a new, um, you know, staff person, a marketing director, a clinician, or do you just, you know, how do you make that pitch? And the, the conversation led to some pretty, um, strong viewpoints of my own that, that we were talking about. And it just, I get passionate about this stuff. And I thought I'm going to share this on the podcast this week. And it is this, I, I wish I could see more of the nonprofit organizations sell aspiration more than desperation, um, in grants, in corporate sponsorships, in private donations, in major donors of high wealth. The, the idea that we are in a scarce environment and we're in trouble like we want to make sure our doors are open next year but we've had a significant decrease in funding and we got more people to serve and times are tough and boy we need your help it, there was there was a time i i guess when that was really kind of an effective way to to do it you know to kind of say we're the you you could really sort of poor mouth and say we're we need your help and, and, you know, we'll, we'll take the crumbs that fall from the master's table, so to speak. I would like to see more nonprofits sell their competence and their excellence and what they're actually doing to achieve their missions to say, we are doing amazing work. We could do more. We have not yet met the demand for our services in this community and we're not done until we do. And you can help us. And here's what we're doing. 
and here's what we're doing well, and here's how much of it we're doing, and here's how much we could do with your help and your engagement, be a part of the work. It really is a mindset. It is a framing of how we make the ask. And it's, you know, I go back to my United Way days and one of our great network leaders, I'll never forget him, him sort of telling everyone, this was early in my United Way days. And he said, we've got to stop going into companies and sitting down to visit with a CEO of a big manufacturing company or a big bank and saying, Mr. CEO, thank you for the $50,000 we got from your company last year. Um, Times are even harder. The the problems are even worse. And we, we're going to try to raise 10% more this year. And so we're asking you if you would add $5,000 to last year's gift and give us $55,000 this year because things are just, they're just getting, they're continuing to get worse. We are really trying to make up for shortfalls in our funding, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. We got to switch it from that to a conversation that starts off, Mr. CEO, Mrs. CEO, thank you for the support that your corporation gave us last year of $50,000. Here's what we did with it. Okay, <laughs> here's, here's what your $50,000 made possible last year. And uh, you and many, many uh, community entities, organizations, businesses, and individuals like you pitched in. And this is, this is the amazing work that we're doing as a result. Now, here is where we want to go next. Here's the next level for us. We need to, we need to serve 33% more clients next year because they are out there and we have not yet hit them all. And we want to make sure that everyone has access to the wonderful, amazing work that we do. And so we're building this initiative or that initiative, or we're starting this program, or we'll be, we're building this site. And we're asking you over the next three years to commit to doubling your gift. And I'm being very generic with this, but you, I, I think you get the point. Sell the aspiration, not the desperation. And when you sell the aspiration, be bold about what you're asking for. And that's another thing is as nonprofits, so many times we leave so much money on the table because we're afraid to ask for it. I can't tell you how many leadership associations I've seen, you know, companies that have these $500 givers and they call them their leadership or their gold society or their diamond club or what their Vanguard group, what pick your name. They call you know, this is the elite donors that give $500 or maybe it's a thousand dollars. And each year we come back to them and we ask them for $510. (laughs) Can you bump it up just a tad or $550? That's a 10% increase. Can you help us with that? Instead of really understanding these are people who are giving significantly because they have significant resources. I, I have had so many people tell me, I've had donors tell me when I was in the world of nonprofit leadership, uh, you know, we'd, the only reason I'm giving you a thousand dollars is because that's all you've asked me for so far. You sent me a leadership card that said, if I give a thousand dollars, I join this club. Well, I gave the thousand dollars because that's what you asked for. But you know, hearing the work that you're doing 
And if you could engage me more in, in what's happening and, and, uh, you know, give me some real purpose and meaning to what additional gift would, I could give you 5,000. I could give you 10,000. I've had $10,000 givers tell me they should, we should be asking them for a million dollars. Now, those are your friends. The one that will, the ones that will tell you, Hey, I know I'm giving you 10. You should ask me for a million. Like they, some of these people want to be asked, but they're not going to, they're not going to do it. If all you're asking them is for $10,000 or for $10, whatever the amount is, we short ourselves. And it's because we come into this with a scarcity mindset and we think that we can nickel and dime and incrementally just kind of grow enough donors to get us there. And guess what? It doesn't work because you have attrition as well. You lose donors. Every organization loses donors every year. So we spend a lot of efforts just retaining the donors we have instead of growing the donors we have. And while we're trying to retain the donors, but we're losing donors right now, there's for many organizations, not a huge environment to find a whole bunch of new donors. And so we short ourselves and we short ourselves because we don't believe we can do it. We don't believe they'll answer the call. You know, what if you ask them for $500 and, and they give it to you and you go back the next time and you ask them for a thousand dollars and they tell you, eh, I'm going to stick to my 500. I mean, they're probably not going to say no. And I'm offended that you would ask me for a thousand after I've been giving you 500. So I'm not going to give you anything. They're not doing that. They might say, I'll tell you what, I can bump it up another hundred. Let me go to 750 or, or, you know, organizations that have step up programs or you can move to 500 to a thousand in three years by, you know, signing a pledge. I mean, people want to feel like they're making a difference. We just often don't ask them for enough. My main point is we sell the need rather than the solution. And we should be selling the solution because that is actually our product. We're actually out selling a product. We're not, our product is not desperation and despair and, you know, disparity and all the, our, our solution is our product. And that's what we should be selling. Um, by the way, this goes to a personal level as well. I've coached a number of leaders through the years that uh, I've had to help them, you know, kind of put a strut back in your step a little bit. You're somebody you mean something. You have a teachable, important point of view that the world needs to hear. Your staff needs to hear it. Your board needs to hear it. You have a vision. You have influence that you can bear on the situation. And uh, so many times I've seen a lack of just, just a pure, unadulterated lack of self-esteem and self-value. And they're in these roles many times because they care so much and they're competent, you know, sort of technicians of administration. And so their boards hire them and many times they're plenty happy with them, but they still don't have that assertion. And I'm not talking about arrogance or dictatorship or my way or the highway or my vision is the best. Everybody ought to be following me. I'm not talking about that extreme. I'm just talking about a mindset and an attitude of, what we're doing here matters and it's excellent and you should want to be a part of this because it's great. <laughs> there is a scripture in the Bible that says to him that hath, it shall be given and to him that hath not, it shall be taken even that he hath. <laughs> now, when you read that, you think what, what kind of philosophy is this? You know, 
And if you look at books like The Secret or oh any number of of motivational, seminal motivational works, or uh, almost uh, almost every religious tenet, religious faith of of um, of worth has some form of that in their construct. And we call it the law of abundance. And it really just says that success breeds success. People want to be a part of something successful, not a part of something that's struggling and may close in a month if they don't get their, you know, their GoFundMe account to come up with another $2,500. And uh, that's, that's where we go. I had a, I'll, I'll wrap it with this. I told my coachee about this, about a foundation director of a big regional foundation years ago who told a group of nonprofits that what the sophisticated funders were actually looking for to fund were organizations who submitted a grant for some initiative or project that they were going to do whether or not they got our money. That's what he said. They, they were going to do, they convinced us that this initiative was going to happen. This organization believed in it. They had the capacity and the chops to pull it off. They just want to scale it to the greatest degree they can. And they figured we'd want to be a part of that investment because it's going to have a great return on investment. And that's what we're doing. He said, that's what the sophisticated funders are actually looking to fund. In other words, organizations almost, it's, it's sort of like saying we want to fund organizations that don't really need our money because they're not asking for the money because they've got a $50,000 cash flow shortage and can't make payroll. They're asking for our money because they're doing amazing things and they want to do more. It's the law of abundance and the sophisticated, large, particularly large funders. That's what they're looking for. They want to see an organization that's got it going on. That's who they want in their portfolio of grantees. And I've also had funders tell me, we don't want to fund organizations that write us these desperate grants of we're going to have to close our doors if we don't come up with $75,000 in the next three months, because that tells us something's wrong. This is not an organ. This is not sustainable. We give you $75,000 now next year. We're supposed to believe that somehow magically you're in this great financially stable place. They're not buying it. And, um, I just, I just wanted to share that. And for whoever is out there listening and you're writing direct mail solicitations to donors and you're putting asks on your website and you're writing grant narratives for any number of local, regional, national, global foundations, I hope this little episode here of 20 some odd minutes puts a little spark, uh, in you to say, man, we, Let's sell what we're doing here because we've we're excellent and we're needed and we can do this. We're doing something nobody else is doing. And you you should want to be a part of it. Those are the ones that inspire me to give. Those are the ones I want to contribute to. So um anyway, that's it. That's the jinx that's the jinx perspective for this week. I really wanted to bring that to you and in hopes that it will kind of spark it. Look, I understand, and especially with the COVID situation and all of the fundraising that nonprofits are having to do, I get it. I, I get it. Uh, but don't forget, it creates donor fatigue. So how are you standing out? I think that I think that has a lot to do with leadership. So I hope you'll take it to heart. 
And uh, we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Uh, don't forget to check out our YouTube channel. We've got a, a whole YouTube channel that um, about every other week when we're not airing the podcast, we've got a, I don't know, usually about a five minute coaching episode on nonprofit leadership. Check it out. Just go to our webpage, jinxperspective.com. Click on the YouTube link and you'll see all of our episodes there. Until then, lead on. 